This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. All right, so do you think that you've ever been in or lived in a haunted house? Is that something that you have thought, like, seriously thought? Not, like, as a child, but, like, something's weird here. Has that ever happened to you? I've had some weird things happen. I've lived in old houses. Right. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever thought it was paranormal, but I've been spooked. But what does paranormal actually mean? Like, paranormal just means kind of unexplained, right? Or sure, like, I guess. I guess maybe I never thought it was attributed specifically to ghostly a dead apparition. Person. Yeah, yeah, an apparition. Yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A haint, as, as as we often refer to them. I lived in a place that I would have sworn was uh, was just just eat up with the apparition. Eat up with it. Yeah, just just couldn't stuff another one in it. Wow. Yeah, it was strange. It probably was just bad plumbing. Honestly, that's usually and it. maybe like bad food that I was eating, but. Yeah, like, I mean, the toilets would flush by themselves. I'd hear footsteps going up and down the um, um, staircase up to the second floor. I would hear knocks on my window on the second floor. Do you think it was your parents? I don't think they, they cared much for the second floor. <laughs> so I don't think they came up there as much. Uh, and I'm not going to just, like, say it was all my mom's cooking. But, you know, she had some work to do back in the 90s. She wasn't quite there yet. So maybe. Was maybe. Uh, th- I mean, in this house, did, uh, did like an old general live there before or whatever? I don't think something, it was an old general. Um, something that would be spookalicious? I, you know, I don't know anything about the history of the house, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on a Native American burial ground. Um, because I, I just kept finding arrowheads and skeletons in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. None of that happened. None of that's true. But like, uh, you know, as a kid... Uh, they just don't give up, do they? Uh, well, they don't. <laughs> well, I mean, they're resilient people. Um, good for them. But like, I think that uh, you know, looking back on it at the time, I was you know susceptible. And you're a child, and when, and when you grow up in a religious household, it's like that window is open, sure, for for things that are supernatural. That's how they explain the presence of the Lord. Yeah. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. And Great. He's Caesar's a ghost. ghost. Could anyone else be a ghost? It's possible. Sure, certainly, it's possible. So, like, there's a uh, yeah. It was it was interesting though because you know every night there was something different and doors would close and you know lights come on and uh, you know it was one of those places I didn't want the my bedroom door to be shut when I got tucked in for the night. Um, wow. You know it was it was a little spooky growing yeah. up. Yeah, I mean I wasn't there but maybe six months, but it was enough to to like get burned into my memories. Very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I would kind of like to live someplace else like that. Yeah, it was just, exciting. It is exciting, right? Yeah. Who turned on that light? Why, Why is that like? dish flying across the room? Yes. Where are my pants? Yes. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> all right, everyone. Welcome to a spooktacular edition, Jake's favorite word. Oh, my God. Why uh, did you just say that? Of the Polycule I'm going to stop podcast. this recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's spooktacular, goddammit. People uh, are going to like it. I'm Travis. You're Jake, right? Is that right? I used to be. What? Well, who are you now? I'm half the man I used to be. That's right. Uh, because you've lost, what, 80 pounds? 41 Holler when you get to 80. Come yeah, on. I know. Come on. I know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, spooky places. You know, when I was growing up in my old house, mm-hmm. I, I didn't believe in, in the ghosts. That okay. wasn't... You were a very agnostic child. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I never closed off. I never believed in that. I always knew that was kind of fiction. Now, I could watch a, I could watch a movie with a ghost in it and be creeped out. Of course. But it never transferred even to my child brain. But the thing that really got me, because my mom and I watched a lot of true crime, was right. I was... 
terribly afraid of people. Sure. That's a much healthier, more, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, preparatory fear. So I was always, if I heard a bump in the night, I just thought it was a dude. Yeah. Like, there's a dude. <laughs> Guys, I think there's a dude under my bed. <laughs> there's a dude under my bed. There's a dude in my closet. Yeah. And I did, I lived in a house that had been built on for generations. It started out as a log cabin. So this is like the Winchester house. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Been built on, added additions. Every family that lived there added their own room, mm. you know? Okay. And by the time it got to my family, my dad had added on like three rooms or whatever. But when these people have added on rooms, it wasn't like we paid a contractor to add on a room. It was like whatever tools you had available during that era. Gotcha. So each room was kind of a different ah, okay. style. So it was almost like walking through time when you went from one room to another. It was like, I, I mean, we rednecked was... it up to where it was pretty much always 1983 redneck. In okay. There. So but... you're just hanging flannel and velvet Elvises and Dylan <laughs> exactly, Hart posters. Yeah. Covered with a film of smoke. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell residue, yeah. Residue, that kind of thing. Nice and yellow. But um, there was a, there were a lot of bumps in the night. Okay. And also, oh, of lived, course. I would live off a highway. And uh, I became very sensitive to the sound of car doors. Vagrants. And uh, hitchhikers. And there wasn't a lot of like wildlife noises. Okay. Other than we did live near a farm, so you'd hear the occasional moo. Like a... But I can tell the difference between like a moo and like, you know, some animals uh, outside uh, and like a person talking, you know, that sure. kind of thing. Which you'd hear sometimes. People would break down on this highway and come to our house. Oh. We were the last house before you crossed the mountain. So on the left? We could be on the left, depending Ooh. on which way you were coming. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people would come and knock on our door at weird hours to use the phone because they had broken down. We were the first house they could get to. Coming and that was always creepy, home. right? Cause of you gotta, course. You know, my, my mom and I are in there. My dad, he... I don't know if my dad was shy or just pretended to be asleep. <laughs> but people would knock on the door. He would just play dead. Oh, boy. And be like, okay, well, I guess, uh, Dad, there's someone at the door. But, uh, Dad, <laughs> I guess, okay, you're already dead. I guess we'll handle it. Okay, I guess we, me, and Mama, me and Mom have got it by ourselves. I'm six. You know, <laughs> so like, there were a couple times people would come in and do that, and they were really, really creepy. Oh, boy. Really creepy. So that oh was the things that creeped me out as a boy were people. Coming into my home in well, the middle that, of the I night mean, that's, that's a healthy to fear. use a phone. Yeah. That's a healthy fear. That would happen a lot. Yeah, boy. Uh, speaking of creepy games, Jake, have you got one kicking around that you've been playing? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I did decide to uh, finally get Resident Evil 2 from you after about two weeks of trying. Because I think like the first episode we recorded this month, I was like, let me get that on the way out. And then I just didn't. And then mm. like... I think it was literally the next episode we recorded. I was like, I should get that. And then I you realized the again. next day that I'd forgotten it. Yeah. And, and then, then I, I forgot like, it at work. And then we finally, we finally got, we it, finally to got it to me. And this I is a New Year's resolution. This is. And this is not, you know, October is the time to play it. If you're going to be playing a scary game. If I catch you playing a Resident Evil in March, you're not my friend. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You know, that's a winter game. That's a, it's a Halloween game. It's an October game. You said winter at first. I, I did. I, it's it's fall. I, yeah. I realize that now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I, I am finally uh, digging in. Um, I am about four to five hours in, I think, of actual play time. I don't know about story time because I do kind of just wander around a lot, look for gear and um, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm in the. I'm playing as the as Claire. Um, playing that story. Um, I mean, first of all, it's just a gorgeous game. Really pretty, right? Really pretty. Yeah. And especially on that PS4 Pro business. Mm. Uh, looking sharp. On that business. On that business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I obviously I don't want to go into too much detail about uh, the story. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it in the last 20 years or played the remake from last year, whatever. But, um, I, you know, it's... I like the isolation feeling of it. It's nice. Um, the level design is, you can definitely tell it was translated from the 90s or early 2000s because it is very much, 
well, you can't, you can't get that yet. You're gonna have to come back. You have to remember where you need to use this thing that you don't know you need yet and mm-hmm. come back to that. That's that resi formula. Yeah. Man. And, I love um, it. still got the typewriters for the save points, but I think there are some auto save moments, uh, that you can get throughout that. Even if you haven't typewritered lately, it could bring you back later than that. If you failed. Very to. cool. I don't, I don't remember it doing that, but so, that's, you know, that's those neat. little, um, they weren't bandicoots. They're like those little raccoon statues that you can destroy. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So like every time you shoot one of those, it auto saves. Oh, an auto save for yeah, the collectibles, I guess. But yeah, I finally got to to the big, not the big bad, but like the guy that follows you around, Mister X. Mister X. Um, it's creepy, right? Very. You know, just that non-stop cold violence. Yeah. Of uh, just chasing you around, you never know when you're going to bump into him if you if you do get away from him. Somehow made creepier by a mod that turned him into Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. I still sometimes that wake smile. up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking about that one. That smile. Oh yeah. man, that's creepy. Also, I think they've added the goose from Untitled Goose Game as a mod for that too, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, but yeah, plugging away on that, I, I did uh, play a little bit this morning actually. Uh, made just just a smidge of progress, but enjoying it. Yeah, so th- this is your the first one that you've made it committed far to. into. Committed yeah, into. Yeah. yeah. Like I've dabbled in revelations, like little episodic ones, yeah. uh, but this one, obviously, the first full fledged Res Evil, I have gotten more than an hour into. Very cool, man. Well, I'm happy for you. That's cool. Do you think you? I mean, I know this is you still haven't beaten this one yet, but do you think you'll play another one in the franchise? Maybe. Um, it's it's not quite my bag. You know, I I, I feel a little out of rhythm playing it because mm. it is scary and i it's don't spook- like being it's scared uh, shout out to our pal musty hobbit who played all of resident evil 7 in vr what a what a man i mean geez louise i played that with another man on a couch and i still sometimes cried yeah you know yeah into his lap <laughs> it was very scary so absolutely good for him absolutely all right. Uh, I've personally only been playing a few games. I've not expanded my horizons much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That seems right. Yeah, I played some more Earthbound. Right. You've which been... I am enjoying, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed to a point because it was. I was like, man, this is an easy game. Oh look, boy, look how easy this is! But then they add that fourth character, which I named after my cat. So okay. uh, Ralph has now joined my party. Nice. And then the game just slows down. It does that old RPG thing that I guess. It just widens. It's okay, but um, it loses me because my attention to detail in those games is not great. Uh, there's a lot of conversation. You're to a podcast and watching football and playing with your cat and, 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 and eating. Exactly. Exactly. There are those things, and two, I don't generally, those stories don't stay with me. Okay. Like, every conversation doesn't stay with me. Like, I get the, the general story and the concept of the game I'm liking, mm-hmm. but it's like, you'll go and talk to some random guy at, a, at a, say, a museum, and he's like, man, I'm really, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for a gym. You're like, cool. All right. And you're the 500th guy I've talked to, so I hope you find that fucking gym. <laughs> and then, three hours later, you get a gym, and you're like, hmm, somebody said something about that. And it's like three towns ago, 40 people ago. Yeah. So then I, I'm just like, ah, so who fucking said it? And then I have to look up the walkthrough, and I'm like, wow, that was I would have never figured that out. So gotcha. I'm kind of to that point where it's just uh, becoming sort of a goose chase a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're doing that, to make I think, to make the game longer. I feel like that's the only reason. Just to, just to protract things? It seems like it. I give mean, you you're going to do. give you a, play, a new place to go to fight more things, but at the right. same time, it's just, uh, I don't know, it just... it. That that puzzle element of find who wants this stupid fucking thing mm. is is the thing that really slows me down. Do you so. think that maybe a little burn on that from the collector quest in uh, Link's Awakening? <laughs> maybe it could be that I'm just having flashbacks to that old nightmare. But I mean, I still I still enjoy the game. I'm still making some progress. It's just it slowed down a lot. Yeah. I felt like I was really stomping through there for a while. Sure. And now it's it's uh, okay. Let me pause for a second and look at my phone because I. 
you know, and I haven't played it as regularly as I did when I started to. That's some that's some of it, sure. honestly. But I do enjoy it. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not berating the old game. I'm saying from from me, uh, busy life lately, busy schedule and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's been hard to stay in the flow, and the flow's been disrupted by the game itself. So I get that. I don't know how. I think I'm about halfway, which oh. I thought I was further. I mean, I'm level like fifty character wise, which seems high for an RPG. It does seem high. I feel like you're usually around seventy or eighty. You're about to hit the end. So I mean, we'll see. Could be. Gotcha. Could be close, could be not close. I don't fucking Who knows? know. I don't fucking know. I don't I mean, know because I've never played it. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, our friend uh, Jay on the Discord has played it. And, uh, I know. I, he's I, the was only person I was being I, hyperbolic. I'm saying he's the only person in the world that I know. Oh. So there's one other one. So you know one other person besides me. Yep. Pretty much. Nice. Well, let's take it into our first creepy pesto. Yeah. And we got the, the creepy pesto that was uh, submitted here. That's right. Um, now, are we uh, are we divulging names? <laughs> That's a good question. So this came from personal email. Yeah. It did. It did not come with the name, but there is an email address attached. So I will I will refrain from sharing the name this time. Uh-huh. Next time, if I get confirmation, I'll give them a shout out in the next app to say, like it. that story that you liked so much came from so-and-so person. Yeah. How about that? So-and-so person. That's who we're going to attribute the story to. So-and-so, first name, last name, person. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go, Jake. Are you ready? I'm, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Here we go. We'll see. All right. Now, I'm not very good at reading. I know. So, let's, I'll do my best. Been doing a podcast with you for years. I, I know. You don't have to read on that. You just talk. <laughs> okay. Mac Jackson. Had worked 25 years with the police department. He had many accolades and had reached the rank of lieutenant. He was consumed with his job, always working extra hours, and while at home, trying to piece together the puzzle of his current case. His marriage was struggling, and his relationship with his son was strained at best. He loved his family, but he felt empty at home. Mac felt that he could do so much more when he was on duty for his family than when he was at home sitting in his chair. If you were to speak with his son he would have one simple request, to play video games with his dad. Since he was a child, he had begged his dad to play video games with him. Mac saw no value in games. He saw the only enrichment in being outside and working on physical fitness. His son did all these things and excelled, but he still felt that any extra time his son had should be spent on other things. Mac had a hatred for video games. At times, he would take video games away and restrict what games his son could play. Those damn games, he would say, they don't do a thing for you. It's all his son wanted. Just a memory of playing NCAA 14 with his dad. Or a street race or something. Mac never made time for it. Only work. Drawing to the end of his career, Mac had reached retirement. He was going to miss the job terribly, but he had hoped with his newfound time that it could be used to repair his relationships, take his wife out on dates, and attend his son's football games. He was beginning to plan in his head for vacations to take, places to go, and activities to bond with his son. Given all the strain that the years had put on his relationships... He was almost ready to put down the badge and be a better husband and father, almost. What he was going to miss most of all was being out on the beat, patrolling the streets of the city he had known all his life. For his last week on duty, Mac decided to go back on patrol and answer calls, having close interaction with the public and being hands-on with criminals for one last time. Mac signed on duty for his final day as an officer. Most would spend this final day at the office saying goodbyes and eating cake. Not Mac, however. He was out and about rushing to every call that came across the radio. Tired from the day, he was headed back to the office to pack his things and sign off one final time. Suddenly, dispatch came over the radio and through heavy static said, All units respond to 439 Grove Street. Machine gun fire and possible casualties. Get there now. Mac flipped on his blue lights and siren, adrenaline coursing through his body, a feeling he had grown used to, almost fond of through his years, though it had taken a toll on his body. 
His cruiser screamed through the streets as he mentally prepared to deal with the worst that cops can face. He radioed in that he was coming up on Grove Street now. His siren blared as he approached the busy intersection. As his charger entered the final intersection to enter Grove Street, he was met with the front of a Mack truck, and everything was black. Mack opened his eyes, and he was at the police station. Not his police station, though. He started pulling out in his patrol vehicle, but again, not his patrol vehicle either. He didn't know what was happening. He was moving about the city in a circle, seemingly sticking to the same pattern with no control. Then a car came flying by with guns blazing. He sped up, turning his lights and siren on, chased the vehicle, and other officers joined him. He couldn't recall in his training, but he was reacting almost on instinct. Something was driving him to pursue harder. The pursuit continued as more and more units joined the pursuit with bullets flying between vehicles. As the suspect vehicle caused more damage and more casualties, things intensified even further. His car was going at its absolute max and hovering helicopters could now be heard. The suspect finally crashed after launching across the interstate median. Cops swarmed around the vehicle and the suspect emerged. Shots rang out and his vision switched to gray tones. A sharp noise was heard and Flash Jackson 87 was wasted right across the body. Flash Jackson 87 sparked a memory within Mac. Just then his vision went black and he was back at the police station. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, wow. I love that. I love Grand Theft Auto. That was a creative little pasta there. It was. I enjoyed very, that. I didn't know that was where that was going to go. Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe. Got hit by that Mack truck. Boom. Yeah. Now he's, you know, now he talks about the instinctual, the, yeah. the, the, the patrolling pattern, then pursuing harder. He's, you know, the, the, the suspect's got more stars on him now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Going after him. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, that was really cool. I wonder if that's, uh, and by the way, let me see here. I got an email mid-coitus there. He says, yes, you can call me out. So that was our friend Cole McAllister, yeah, who yeah. is actually a, a deputy. A clicker ticket, yeah. He's a clicker ticket, uh, and, a, and a, thankfully he's also a patron for us as well. Yes, he is. Uh, I wonder if playing Grand Theft Auto inspired him to be a policeman. Maybe. Probably. Definitely. I don't know, because you no, you, you're certainly just not. shooting them all day. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah, want Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all hyperbole on my part. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was really cool. That yeah, was, I like that, that a lot, yeah. Very cool. Uh, I, could, I, I could see a lot of those set pieces. Like, it's his yeah. last day on the job, but he's... Instead of eating cake in the office, he's going to take one last patrol and try to apprehend some bad guys. Yeah, and that try kind to get thing, try so. to get Tommy. Yeah, or, so I hope he can play Grand Theft Auto with his son now, old yeah, Mac. And, yeah, uh, that'd be good. You know, maybe that's what he needed. Needed to be hit by a Mac truck and transported into a fictional universe of mayhem and then be like, I guess my son does, he's right. Video games are the answer. Yeah. No, now, do you think that's what it is or do you think that no. that, 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 that <laughs> in general uh, old, old Max Jackson was always the video game? See, that's See, how that's, I that's how I read it. Well, that's probably the more appropriate way to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I do too. I like it. What a tragedy, though! Shooting your own son on the last day of work. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be transported into any game, Jake, what would it be? Wow! Like if you wanted to live in that world as say uh, an NPC, but you still have uh, you know. Free. Oh, so be an NPC in any world. Well, I don't want to say NPC, but like you're in, you're just in the world. Okay. You know? you, you still have your freedoms to to mm-hmm. to do whatever your life you know. You don't have a role. Okay. You, just, you can be you there. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's a tough question, but, uh, I mean, Skyrim kind of pops to mind. Yeah? Because I do like that environment. I think I would thrive in the cold mountains. Yeah, I think that's my answer. Okay. I think Skyrim. Mainly because I feel like the threats there aren't insurmountable. In what video game universe would you want to be a cop? Not GTA. Not GTA, for sure. Definitely not. Sure. 
You just get shot in the knee a lot. In I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of any. In Skyrim, you just constantly. Because I feel like in every game them. that I've played, the cops always just get screwed over. Every time. Yeah. Right? There's not one where they're very about, forgiving to cops. You know. I wonder what Cole's power fantasy game is. Like when he wants to be a good cop, just roll down, you know, maybe, uh, what is that? Uh, yeah, True Crime Street, Streets Street. of L.A. I think okay. he'd be good and bad cop there. You, you could, yeah. That might be, that might be a That's good a one. That's a good one. That was like in, on the Xbox days, right? That was PS2, early, yeah. Early Xbox, yeah, PS2, PS2 yeah. Xbox, yeah. I yeah. never played that. I watched a buddy play it. It seemed yeah. fun. It, it was, was fine. It was harkening. It was really during that craze of GTA 3. Oh, yeah. And Everybody and, wanted one. Everybody wanted to make their own city. And, right, uh, and that one had like Snoop Dogg in it or something, I think. Did it really? Yeah. I did not know that. There was like some, there was some like uh, licensed uh, buy-in that that made people want to play that because obviously if you're a kid you can tell the difference between GTA and whatever clone is out there. But you throw you throw Snoopy Snoop Dogg Snoopy Dog yeah throw, throw Snoopy, Snoopy Dog, Dog in, in there, there. And, and people know. All right yeah. What happened last time? Let's check it out. Previously on Polygill, Trav finally knocks out Link's Awakening in a weird little NES game called Circus Caper. Jake's still playing on Greedfall and won't shut up about it, but is also chipping away at Link's Awakening. Jake thinks a little bit more about changing up his Switch collection before they talk about bad games that aren't too bad for the topic of Discourse. And we are back. Last episode was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was good. I enjoyed what it. did we talk about? I don't remember. Me neither. I don't remember but at it all. It was pretty good. <laughs> I think I it was okay. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah I remember I you okay. talked about Greedfall some. I, I think did. I beat Link's Awakening. Yeah, that seems right. I probably just said that in that thing. You that probably we just did. <laughs> um, no, that was it. Was good. I re- I remember it being pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. I did bring up Fleshlights twice. That was a new record. That was. So now we just once. <laughs> now we're at one again. Yeah, yeah. Now we're in so second place. We'll keep it there. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave keep it, there. it there. Yeah, we'll try our best. Uh, some games coming out, and it is the season for some of these good games. It is It is that glut, right? Well, it's the glut, but also... You're, it's a little pre-glut. I, I'm getting some of that ookie spooky that I like okay. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, Vamp- Vampire is coming to the Switch, it which is. you've... You've you've scolded me. Into I did being scold interested. you. I did. I did call you a bit of a fucking idiot. For I'm getting just it on all Switch these days. I know. But I don't want to buy a new game on anything else. It's I want free all, on Game Pass. I, I know. When you told me that, I took it off the list. Yeah, and, you should have. And now we're not talking about it anymore. Yeah. But but Luigi's Mansion. Oh God, I can't wait for that. I know. I wish it came out a little ahead of Halloween. I know. I feel like that's that's you know. Let me soak that in. But it's fine. Oh, it's absolutely fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, play it, man. can't wait to play that. That's Running gonna be some sucking good shit. on some ghosts. Boy, is that what you used to do when you were afraid when you were a kid? I would get the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Try to suck them up. Find old Professor Egad and get that poltergust and like yeah. say, "Come at me, bro." Yeah. No. What was what did you do when you heard the noises in the home? Did you go investigate or did you just pee your bed? No, I didn't. I didn't really uh, investigate. So yeah. just a lot of nights sleeping in a wet bed. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I used to. I I live or I lived. I my room was on the very far end corner of the house. It was almost like my parents didn't really care for me that much. Mm, to be honest, that's where you lived then. Very far <laughs> corner of the home, and then they were on the other opposite end of the corner of the home. Like they were like, maybe he'll die way over there, right? Maybe. In the middle of the night, and we, we won't smell him, him for at least a week. At least a week. Yeah. No one goes up there, and no one did come up there. My parents were old; they couldn't make it up the steps. I could do anything I wanted up there. No, it was just covered in fucking weed and skeet. <laughs> that's all it was. And but when I was a little kid, before I got into weed and skeet, I would sprint. I, if I heard something that was just really off, yeah, sprint all the way down and basically get. I mean, it was like four mile hike. It was yeah. so long when I was yeah. a kid. I was like a, it was like a, like a five k. I mean, I'm telling you, this was an old house. Everyone that got it felt like they had to add rooms to it, and it wasn't in a sense. There wasn't like a hallway in the house. It was just you had to go through rooms to get the other rooms. That kind of thing. God. Just weaving through to that's, get that's to get where I wanted to go. It that's was fun, fun uh, but you know, I could have died. Yeah, you could have. You know, the, it was. So did you get a? Did you get a, a vacuum cleaner? 
for the vagrants? No, uh, we had a dirt devil, and I don't know that they <laughs> that would scare them off. Scare, I don't know it would scare them <laughs> off, especially because the batteries are usually dead in it. Always. Eww. That thing never works when you want it to. Um, so I also am interested in the old Gooigi's Mansion. Yeah, uh, they got the, what is it called? Is that the, Gooigi. Gooigi's your, your, your twin, your, uh, yeah, your, your gel- gelatinous brother that's yeah, not Mario. Your clone almost. I don't know yeah, what it is. Gelatinous but clone. I'm very excited to play it. And also there's, there's one that's coming, it's a kind of a bit of a title honor. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition. Wow. So I don't even know if this is a collection, a port, or uh, something all new, but it is a Professor Layton uh, game for the Switch, and I'm excited because uh, I love those games. They're fun. They almost kind of remind me of like a, I mean, I think that's the intent, is almost like a, a, a British kids cartoon adventure series. So it's just you're solving puzzles and like find the hidden object and move these things around. But it tells this like narrative of like this, uh, this really smart Sherlockian kind of dude and you're like one of his helpers usually and it's fun and it should be really cool in switch too so that's level five right it usually is so i have no reason to think otherwise and they make those instead of dark cloud three which pisses me off also they also make that uh what's that other one that's not pokemon that everyone oh, really yeah. likes yokai watch yokai watch yeah, 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 yeah i hate yeah. that too because it's not dark yeah, cloud no, three. i know i don't like any of their properties it's not directly because <laughs> i feel like it's just distracting them from <laughs> making but, the inevitable dark cloud three <laughs> but in reality i've learned recently that sony actually owns uh, dark cloud three and so it's so you should be pissed at them yeah okay yeah, Dark Cloud Three makes it, Sony owns it, so that okay. was the deal. So you mean yeah. Level Five makes it, Sony owns it? You said what? Dark Cloud Three owns it. I'm I'm upset. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I get upset. It. You're cross. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, is yeah. The other one, and that's that's kind of a spooker duker. It's a it's, it's, it's a weird creepy, it's, right? it's a weird girl. Anytime it's, you you have things falling out of the sky and there's a fetus attached to a man, I know, that's and you're crying about it. There's a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah, and you have uh, there's dead whales on the beach and. Yeah. Weird slits in the sky. Yes. All those things. I mean, any of those things on their own by themselves are, are pretty weird and but scary, you, you, creepy. You put them together with Norman Reedus yeah. and, a, and a cast of characters. Oh, man. And it's it's going to get weird. And we only know about some. I'm sure there's going to be more. Oh, yeah. I saw a funny tweet the other day that said that uh, the, all these celebrities were sort of Kojima's like Pokemon. Like he was digitizing p- celebrities, <sighs> like he was capturing okay. them for his game. I thought that was yeah, kind of funny. no, that like, is funny. Can he catch them all? You know the the guy, uh, the what's his ass, uh, who made uh, Happy Feet in Mad Max, Miller, George, George Miller. Miller. He's apparently played Death Stranding and said it's a masterstroke of creative vision. I mean, he would say that. He's a little crazy. I mean, he makes movies about po- post-apocalyptic gas shortages and yeah. dancing penguins, so I mean, he's he's got some weird issues. Creatives admire creatives. I don't know that that makes it a good video. But I like Happy Feet, so I'm probably going <laughs> to like Death the Stranding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. There is the Venn diagram is yeah. almost one circle. Happy Feet is a gateway drug to Death Stranding. 100%. No, no, no way around it. Yeah, you'll look at a full circle and be like, is this a Venn diagram? I don't oh, know. Oh, it is. It's just they're the same they're thing. They're the same thing. It's overlaid. I wonder if George Miller and Kojima could get together on something and what that would look like. Uh, let's get Kojima making movies. I think that's what he really wants to do. He, it seems like it. I yeah, think that's, that's what he wants point. to do. Maybe George Miller should make video games. We should try that for a year. Like, like uh, okay. We, we should start a reality show where movie directors make games and game directors make movies, uh-huh. like a like a hot swap, like like wife swap, kind right. of whatever that show and they was. Fuck, oh no, they don't. Then they they fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's the grand the prize. Yeah, it's at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. First place and runner up. But we have to, to watch, so we're all it. losers. Right. Some people watch it. Some people play it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. This sounds really good. Let's um, let's pitch it to IGN. 
I did hear the other day though that uh, I didn't actually I saw some like gif tweets of it, mm-hmm, but Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien right. is evidently in there. Yeah, he's like an otter man or something. I don't yeah. know. I I don't get any of it. Yeah, I, I he's wearing an otter hat. I mean, let's let's think about that party. Let's think about it. Let's go there. Oh, well, we, we, we're at a party. A lot of game directors are there. Everybody's there. Shigeru Miyamoto, he's over in the corner. He's mm. sipping on a cider. He doesn't get too drunk at these. Right, right, He plays right. everything close to the vest. Neil Druckmann, he's drinking wine because that guy drinks wine. 100% all day. Yeah. Wine-o. Drunk right now, probably, on yeah. wine. It's 9 a.m. Yes. Uh, who's another one? Um, a third <laughs> a third gaming luminary. The guys from Level 5 are over there. <laughs> I can talk about how much they hate Dark Cloud and wish they could never make another one. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Dog Dog Jackie Cat Jim over here. Hey, how's it going? Hey, anybody invite that uh, Conan O'Barbarian in here? Anybody see, you know, they fucking, uh, he looks like a used Q-tip? Anybody? <laughs> I play him in my fucking game. Put him right in, right in there. I'm Kajim, Kajimi Dog Jim. <laughs> And that's that's how that I left that out before, but yeah. that was the the carryover conversation that right. was had. Everyone was talking over that part, but he did say he, he was going to put it. Conan O'Brien in the game. We which heard it. We can only assume it's Conan O'Brien. It has to be. Drunk Kojima has said a lot of things no one heard. He thinks they heard it. He's putting them in the game, and he's putting them in the game to prove everyone. Yeah, I'm making the goddamn fucking sea dog. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Is that an otter? Is well, you is an otter otter than what? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm very curious. I can't wait. Very curious. Are you gonna get it soon? Is this like your fall? You usually once every fall. I don't know. You buy a new game. See, like that's kind of your thing of any game. That you know how sometimes, and you've done this a couple times. I've you'll never buy a done game this. right. Off, no, you will, motherfucker. Never done this. You will do this. You will buy a game that's new because you don't want it spoiled. That is very true. This is the game okay. of any game. Oh yeah, that's I the want that... I want to experience this without anybody saying anything. To Fair me, enough. Ever. I, this is the only game. I don't know why. This is the one where I'm like, so I, I could spoil God of War for you right now, and you wouldn't care. It's already kind of been spoiled. Shit. I've seen enough internet. I know enough. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a, there's part to the end that I don't know about. I'm the, probably the same way that Red Dead was kept pretty tight. It, people were good about that. They were really good about that. So I'm. Imagining... I also think that game is so fucking long. Most people did, just didn't make it. That's also very true. But they got lost hunting in the woods like I did. <laughs> yeah, they could happen. But for this, this is so weird. This is so weird. Yeah. I want I want to walk into this blind and be either. Yeah, I've not watched that hour. Uh, I've tried not to. I've watched that hour of gameplay release. I've not watched like the seventeen minute trailer. I haven't watched the half hour of Norman Reedus peeing or. I've that, not watched that I any saw. Of this. That was good. I didn't watch any of this. <laughs> that was good. the piss was good. Yeah, I, the, <laughs> the only thing that I've seen is what uh, Jeff Keeley showed at the Game Awards like a year ago. Yeah, I've I've. Well, I, I, I haven't tried to avoid it. I just don't watch things. I don't, I've actively avoided it. I don't do what people want me to do. Usually you don't. I just read about true crime and mm-hmm. that's it, really. Yeah. I, don't re- I don't read a lot. I don't take in a lot of game news, to be honest with you. I, I really don't either, which is nice. The only thing I really keep up with is uh, like uh, games I want to collect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Which I mean, like, if it's a big enough buzz and people in my Twitter feed are talking about mm-hmm. it, I might dig in. Sure, but I'm not. I don't go looking for trailers a lot of the time. Definitely, not. I'll take an E3. That's fun. That's an event. That's a right. That's a. I don't it's know. Like a halftime show. It's like a yeah, Super Bowl. It seems it's like, like a, yeah. That's 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 the time I kind of open up and take in a lot of new stuff. But sure, like a, a random Tuesday, a trailer. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to do it. Fair. I'm, I'm going to read about the latest heinous crime. Latest heinous. Latest heinous. That's Dot what com. I'm. That's what I'm here for. Dot com. That's right, man. Speaking of. You talked about uh, games you collect. Yeah, yeah. Games you collect. The other day I was on eBay. No. Say it doesn't sell. Well, I was. Okay. You're no-anding me right now. I was. (laughs) I was on eBay. And I was 
poking around, and, and sometimes I'll get in the mood. And I found a, a seller who had put a lot of NES games on his storefront, and the, all the bids were pretty fresh. Nobody had bid yet. Okay. And there was a lot of games that I needed. And so I went through, and I bid um, pretty conservatively on most of them. Okay. You know, all the ones that I've been on, I was like, I wouldn't, it would be great if I wanted for this. I'm not going to be heartbroken if I miss it. Sure. At some point when I did that, I fucked up. Oh, no. There was a game on there, Casino Kid 2. Boy, that sounds great. It's probably not. But I needed it, and it is a higher price game for some fucking reason. Probably because released Casino late. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And it goes for about 70 bucks. Okay. Way too much for that game. 100%. Shh, absolutely. For some reason, either I was confusing it with another game, or I was on my phone, or I was you know about to wrap up that Pissing. poop. Whatever yeah. I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fat thumbed it. I typed in that I wanted it for 80. What? And I was like, that's not... You know, when I look back, I was like, that's not me. This I would have put 45 on that yeah. and been like really happy if I won it. And who gives a fuck if I didn't? Sure. I fucked up. Boy, and did I you. won it hard. Like everybody was like, yeah, well, if yeah you fuck, fuck crazy. Yeah, you're pay that. Yeah. Uh, and evidently someone bid up close to it anyway. So it, may, it made me pay that amount. Oh, God. And it was $10 shipping. Get out. I totally paid 20 more dollars for a stupid game. <laughs> I was so sad. And then I realized I was looking back through my um, my big spreadsheet of games I've ever bought for the NES. Right. Where I got them, when I got them, how much I paid for them, what the shipping was. That's the greatest that. percentage margin you've ever paid for a game. By far. Actually, yeah. I've never paid full price for a game uh, that's over 10 bucks. 10 or 12 bucks most of the time. Because usually you can't get too low. Yeah, you know, yeah, once yeah. it's under that amount, it's like, it's an it's like, $8 game, I'll give you $8 for it. Big fucking deal. Yeah. But this one, this higher, you know, above $10. I mean, well, that's your outlier. Wow. It was not good. So I definitely fucked up my averages there. Good job. And I've been, I felt sh- nothing but shame for a week about it. Well. I wouldn't even go, I almost deleted the eBay app. I was like, how dare you betray me? <laughs> like that. That guy should have texted me and been like, bro. No. You can buy it now. I could have bought it now on another account for way cheaper. That's hilarious. I'm stupid. It happens. I hate myself. Don't hate yourself. I Get hate over it, it though. I hate me. Get over it. Don't stupid. hate you. Don't I hate it. Don't. Speaking you want, of collecting. Do you want the game? I'll just give it to you. No. I don't want to see it anymore. No, you want to keep it. I'm going to go in story. the game as Casino Kid and just gamble all of my money uh-huh. and win yeah. and feel like I won money back. Actual that, money. In that game. Actual money. That's how I'll do it. Okay. So speaking of collecting, I, I mentioned this, I think, on the last app, or maybe I've mentioned it on Twitter, or maybe I've just been talking to myself a lot. Um, but I think I'm going to restructure this whole Switch collection again. You, you know, have brought this up every episode. I, okay, so like I think I've decided what I'm going to do. What you going to do? So um, you know, initially I was like, I'm going to get every Switch game ever, which was really stupid. And then <laughs> I was like, I'm going to actually let's just get every Switch exclusive. That's also turning out to be really fucking stupid. Now, why is that specifically stupid? Because that feels reasonable. Because there's so many. Because well, yeah. like the Switch is hitting its its stride, mm. and like all these games are. Full price. Is it shovelware? Is any of it just terrible? Honestly, most things that are getting a physical release have some merit. Uh, but there are some that I just don't care about having. I don't want. I'm not interested in. And that is kind of like the biggest thing to me. It's like, why Why would I spend money on something I just don't even want? Like a Casino Kid 2. Why right? would I pay 80 bucks for a game I don't even want? Yeah. I mean, I do. I want it. But yeah. I don't. But see, like every game I go after is at, at least 30 bucks. But Yeah. But usually 60 or 50. Um, so like that's becoming a bit problematic. But never 90 with shipping. I mean, I've paid a lot more than that for a couple of Switch <laughs> games. Um, so yeah. Fair. I'll just um, say, well, I don't want to be alone. Yeah, you're not. Okay, you're not. Good. Um, but so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to to slim slim down my con, my constraints. You're slimming down everything in your life. I'm trying, you know, living that minimalist business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Selling everything I got. Fuck everything. Yeah. Just You're just going to be a beer. Beat trash, die happy. 
You're just going to keep you, – you you grow the beer down. That's what guys yeah. like that do. Sure. You turn to, to hiking a lot. You buy it. You'll get a dog. I'll get a tent. And a tent. Maybe a hammock. A hammock. And then you just have your switch and you're out in the woods. That's yeah. the minimalist life. Absolutely. It's kind of nice. But so what I'm going to do is just uh, probably keep going with the first party stuff because that's the important stuff. Get that Nintendo business. Get all that Nintendo. If it's got Nintendo on the spine, I want it. Okay. You know, if it says Nintendo. I'm going to get a tattoo of Nintendo on my spine. Dude, I wish you would. It'd be a little mind. curved, but yeah, it'd be cool. Don't make fun of my scoliosis. No, I didn't. I just called it what it was. <laughs> Actually, you called it what it was. I just said what it did. And then I'm going to get all the limited run Switch releases, even though they're not all exclusives. I just like having all of those because I have so many already. It feels like I should just have them all. Yeah. You know? They're fun. They're, I like them. You get a card with it. You get Yeah, it's nice. They, they come with the book sometimes, usually, most really of the time, thick always. thick boys, too. Thick boys. Yeah, with two Cs. Absolutely. And super rare, since I have most Cs. of all of those. Really? I have mo- I'm missing like four. Well, what's your white whale? What's, my my what's white whale... Uh, again, VG Collectaholic has it. Okay. We've talked about it back in July. Yeah. And then he went dark. He has gone very dark. It is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time from Super Rare. There were 2,000 made, and it's really hard to get. And now it's, it would be impossible without him? I wouldn't say impossible, but I mean, I, I'd, I'd be paying... I mean, I'm going to pay pay through the nose to get it anyway. Yeah, but he's going to But like, he has one that he listed for sale in the Cartridge Club yeah. for him. And I was like, let's go. Okay. Did so, you just forget to bring it when you met up? He did. Oh no. He did. Oh yeah. my gosh. So we'll see. We'll see. It's 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 not the end of the world. I mean, like not buying other games will help me fund getting that one however I need to get it, if that makes sense. It certainly makes sense. You know. So like those are the ones I'm gonna go after. Super Air, Limited Run, Nintendo First Party. And I'll probably hang on to at least most of the stuff that I have now, but I might purge some stuff that I'm not gonna get to collect the whole set for because that feels weird to me. Especially if they're games I don't really care to play. Okay. So you're like some of the partial Yeah. Groupings. And then use that to buy okay. other ones that I don't have. Let's still be. I mean, you're you're sticking with some of these because you like the hunt. Clearly, I love what the you hunt. Like the hunt. So and I mean, you, I you would rather the, I would rather have the hunt than be overwhelmed with. Well, this comes out Friday, and I got well, that's yeah, and yeah. I got to pay eighty dollars in 100%. shipping to get it from fucking Timbuktu. And I mean, you, I saw you have a lot of fun there at uh, P, at uh, TMG. Loved it. It is TMG, right? TMG, too many TMG, games. Too many games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to you get to hang out with uh, was Daryl, Darren, Dave, Doug. No, he was Doug. not there. Doug was not there. Ah. Man, that haircut, though. Come on, Doug. He's gotten better. Okay. <laughs> He's gotten better. He's gotten better. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, if you need a new haircut, you can always turn to Caltech. They don't cut hair, but this episode is sponsored by Caltech. Caltech specializes in autonomous systems, including drones and robots, as well as the mobile technology that connects you to them. They have consulted on projects around the globe, not just the one on your desk. We're talking about the whole earth. And they can consult with you as well as no software development project is too big or too small for Caltech. If you want to learn more, if you're just in disbelief that we actually have a sponsor, which we don't know if we do anymore, you can see for yourself that Caltech is real and waiting for you by reaching out to info. Info at Cowden.tech. That is info at C-O-W-D-E-N.tech. Please, Caltech, make checks payable to Polykill <laughs> and send them on over. All right. All right. So if you like what you're hearing so far, you can find us online at polykill.com as well as our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or you can drop us a line at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. You can also electronically diddle our doorknobs on the Cartridge <laughs> Club <laughs> four knobs. Four knobs. <laughs> four knobs. Uh, that's kind of a better description. Uh, forums. Uh, we also do have... <laughs> I can't get through four knobs. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we have a Patreon. Check it out. Uh, we have a lot of fun in the Discord. Uh, we're getting fit. We're playing games. We're drinking beer. We're eating hot sauce. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing those things. Now, folks, let's take it to the ground game here. Mm, yeah, let's take it to the ground. Oh, uh, <laughs> And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna spritz in. 
Spritz. Uh, like a wine spritz. There's going to be some new t-shirts going up. Oh. So if you want to check those out, they was, those were made by, uh, this was part of a previous Ground Gamer. I was like, make some fucking t-shirts. I remember that. And uh, Josh Leslie of Frantic Society there, Frantic Thoughts Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came do. up with some shirt designs that I'm going to put up there. I really like them. I thought they were pretty good. There's a Just Beat It shirt. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. There's a Horchacho shirt. If you remember those days of the Horchacho back when Boy, I was... Boy, that's back when I was playing Red Dead and you were playing Red Dead and everything with horses and Horchachos. Horses. It was all horses. It's also our base tier for uh, our Patreon. If it you'd is. If like to become a Horchacho, you can ride with us. And then also he has a Ground Game shirt, which yeah. podcast game like. So uh, check those out. Josh did a good job on those and we'll be putting those up. And to this episode's Ground Game, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's Halloween's coming up. It's, it's right here. And we're all going to be... Slutty something's at Halloween. Yeah, deer. Remember I'm when that was popular? A, this, a slutty dad of a cute baby flamingo. She's going to have a flamingo <laughs> costume. She looks so cute in it. Um, what are you going to be? I, I, you know, I had this idea uh, about a year ago, but it just it didn't happen because I didn't get buff enough. But I was going to be like Dad Kratos. You know, it's like is like, this the only reason you're losing weight and hit the gym is because you want to be Kratos? I mean, when that Halloween? was that was a big part of it. But I wanted to be like Dad Kratos, not like actually Kratos from the game, but like like a really dad version of it. So I was going to wear like, uh, like straight leg jeans with like new balance shoes and have like a grilling apron and, uh, and polo shirt, yeah. but still be Kratos, like have the paint on my face and everything. Yeah, dad, I like it. I'll maybe get a pager on the hip or something. You really know, like a, a cell phone case. Yeah. On yeah. The hip. Something like yeah, that. Something yeah. Very dad. You know, those really bright white new balance shoes that dad's always wear. Yeah. I also have a pair. They're yeah. very cool. Yeah. You're dead. You yeah. I mean, they're, but they're pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, in this year, you're not going to do anything. I, I, I've been invited to a party where that's kind of like you should dress up. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I have no idea. Man, last year I went as uh, Duff Man. I remember that. Cool. I remember that. that was a self-made one. I had to buy crafts. I'm Martha Stewart. Nice. Um, I did go as the cover boy from uh, um, Potline Miami once. I had a letter jacket and a chicken mask and a baseball bat. See, that's fun. Uh, it was pretty fun, but no one knew what it was, See, so I just looked thing. crazy, which I also kind of liked. We should. We need to do more Halloween parties with just gamer friends. That way we can dress up like... Mm, obscure characters. Obscure characters, and we can it. all appreciate it. I think it's just called cosplay. We should just... We should just go to Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Halloween parties coming up. Everybody's going to one, right? Now, I know I have a hard time sometimes with face-to-face interaction when I'm selling my podcast to people. Sure. It's just awkward. It's a little strange. But you're going to be behind a mask, probably, or something. You're not going to be yourself, Mm-mm. and they're not going to be themselves. It's liberating wearing a mask. Absolutely. You can say and do anything you want, and I think that's where you want to maybe get in there and say, hey, what's your podcast game like? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I am dressed as, I don't know. I, slutty millipede. Slutty millipede. I have several legs here. Don't step. <laughs> don't trip over the backside of this thing, because it goes on for about 18 feet. It but, does. hey, what's your podcast game like? That'll be good. I mean, that's that's perfect because you're in a party setting. People mm-hmm. are loose. They're feeling it. They're receptive to ideas. I will say, start early with this because as the night drags on, people might forget. They might forget. Also, if you start early saying it and the drunker you get, and you just start repeating it over and over again. That's great too. I mean, yes. people will hate you, but for our purposes, they'll remember you. You're just a pop up ad that we. It's need. like an Imagine Dragons song. You'll hate it, but you'll remember it. You'll remember because it. it's everywhere. Radioactive, absolutely. Oh. So get out there. Be a slutty cup of coffee. Be whatever. Yeah. And tell the folks about our podcast. And also get on the iTunes and, and do a rating thing. iTunes doesn't exist, man. Or whatever. Get on Apple Music Player. Apple Podcasts. Get on there. <laughs> get wherever you go. Wherever you go, honest to God, just rate it. You, you, if you have to leave a review, you don't have to. It's not for our ego. We just really want the podcast to be found. So right. it doesn't have to be, you know, anything. Uh, you don't have to lie. Just get in there and say it's decent. Listen to it. Yeah, you know that's all we want. Freaking decent. That's all we're looking for. 
All right. So. so it's time, since we're in the Halloween mood, to uh, to dive back into another listener-submitted creepypasta. Creepypasta, yeah. Let's do it. Again, I think we are just going ahead and divulging who this came from because it should be pretty damn obvious. It will if be. If not. Here we go. Polykill listeners know me as the Fallout 76 guy. Is this Brian? Yes. Okay. Part of that is just a shtick. But it is true that I played the game a lot and posted about it on Twitter almost as much. But some of you may ha- not have noticed that I haven't talked about the game in a while. Well, there's a reason for that. In the game, you encounter enemies called Scorched, which are humans infected by the Scorched Plague. They look as if they're badly burnt with scarred skin and lesions all over their bodies. They aren't fully human anymore, but they do retain enough cognitive abilities to speak a little bit and use guns, which sets them apart from a feral ghoul. Part of the story in Fallout 76, yes, there's a story, is to figure out what the Scorched Plague is and how to stop it. I've forgotten the details, but part of the symptoms of the plague is that the Scorched eventually burn up from the inside. So in addition to walking, talking, shooting, Scorched you encounter are also completely burnt Scorched corpses all over the map. They basically look like people burned alive in frozen moments of pain. They'll be clutching their head in their hands as if mid-scream or crawling on the ground with one arm stretched out like they were reaching for help. They're pretty creepy, but you quickly find that they are harmless aside from emitting radiation when they're broken. Anyway, one day I was farming enemies at the White Springs Resort, and this other player comes up to me in a sort of exasperated voice and said, Hey man, can you see this scorched? And I turn around and look at the guy. Behind him was one of those burnt scorched corpses, but it looked different. It was down on all fours like it was crawling, and it seemed to have glowing green eyes and a strange grin. It was kind of unsettling, but also pretty neat. I said, yeah, that's cool. I haven't seen one like that before. I was expecting this guy to respond in kind, but all he said was, thank God, and then he logged off immediately. I thought that was a really odd response, but after looking at the weird corpse for another minute, I turned around to go about my business. After playing for a bit longer, I noticed I felt really hot. I kept my house pretty cool, and my basement where I play games is always a bit cooler, but I wiped sweat off my forehead. I figured I might be getting sick or something, so I decided to log off for the night. The next morning, I was still feeling pretty awful, so I stayed home from work. After the wife and kids had left, I figured I might as well take advantage of the situation and jump back into Fallout. After playing a short while, I noticed this odd sound that seemed to follow me wherever I went. It sounded like gargled breathing. Like with anything weird in a Bethesda game, I figured it was a bug. But after hearing this sound for a while, a strange thought occurred to me. I switched the camera from first person to third person and nearly fucking died of a heart attack. That creepy fucking green-eyed corpse was standing behind my character and its face was looking directly at my camera. I spun my character around to face the thing, but when I did, it went out of view of my camera for a second. When the camera got back to where the corpse had been standing, it wasn't there. Just then, I swear I heard the same gargled breathing from behind the couch I was sitting on. I dropped the controller and spun around but only saw the empty hallway in my basement. I stared for a moment, looking for a sign of movement until the rational part of my brain kicked in. It was probably the mini-fridge kicking on or something. Feeling a bit ridiculous and more relaxed, I turned back to the TV to see that fucking grinning face staring out at me again. I yelled something and just shut everything off as fast as I could. I ran back upstairs, shut the door to the basement, and opened all the blinds to let as much light in as possible. After convincing myself it was just a weird coincidence and calming down a bit, I noticed that my fever felt like it was getting worse. I took some medicine and laid on the couch, and the rest of the day was pretty normal. Lying in bed that night, though, I felt like I was on fire. My fever only seemed to be getting worse. I tossed and turned for about an hour, then decided I would try lying on the couch in the basement where it was cooler. At first, it seemed to work, and I fell asleep. 
But at some point, I was awoken by a sound. It sounded like static. Sat up and looked at the TV as it's the only source I could imagine would be making that sound. But the TV was off. As I listened closer, I realized it wasn't static, but the clicking of a Geiger counter. And as I stared back at the black mirror on the TV, I noticed a faint green light. It was reflecting something behind me. I twisted around and looked down the pitch black hallway behind me. At the far end, I could see two glowing green eyes and a faint shimmer of teeth forming in a horrifying grin. I was frozen in fear. I'm not sure how long I sat there staring, but at some point I realized those green eyes and those grinning teeth were frozen there the same as me. Nothing happened, but the sounds of the clicking seemed to scream in my head. As I stared at it and it stared at me, I remembered something. The guy in the game had asked me if I could see the scourge and said thank God when I said I did. Maybe this is some kind of it follows bullshit, I thought. Against every fiber in my being, I turned back toward the TV. Just then, the click seemed to get louder, and the faint green reflection in the TV was now a bit clearer. I twisted back to look down the hallway, and my stomach dropped when I saw the face had gotten closer. Again, I don't know for how long I stared. At some point, I regained the courage to try again. I turned back to the TV and the clicks got louder. The thing had gotten close enough that I could now make out the grinning face in the TV. I stared as my heart raced and waited. It didn't seem to be moving. I turned on my Xbox and flipped the TV on. As fast as I could, I logged into the game, I switched to third person, and seeing the thing standing there, I reluctantly looked behind me in real life and relieved beyond description when that grinning face is not there. I started looking for other players on the map. I have no idea what time it is, but there's hardly anyone online. I finally find someone. Can you see this scorched? I call out. Yeah, that looks crazy. Is it glitched or something? The sounds of the clicking stopped. I turn off the Xbox and the TV. I turn to look behind me and only see the dark hallway. My heart started to calm back down. I even felt like my fever had broken. I turned back and looked at the blank TV. This was all just a fever dream, right? Wow. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. I, mean, I love how that explained the thank God yeah. reaction. Like, oh, yeah. All of it was to explain that first little interaction. Yep. That was really cool. I enjoyed that. That was very good, Briss. Yeah. The scariest thing about Fallout 76 is that subscription plan, though, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm fucking around. I'm fucking, it's a hot topic. It's a, <laughs> it's hot, a hot topic. topic. It is. It is. Um, it is. But no, that's cool. It makes me kind of want to play the game. You should. Even I mean, though I, it, that won't happen to me, it unfortunately. Won't happen. It but won't happen. I, I know. I I do like the idea of of some. Once it gets cold, you're going to be wanting stuff. to play some Fallout. I, there's something about there's something it. About it feels an. It, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a. What is it? What do they call it? Like a winter holocaust or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A nuclear winter. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. basically it, right? Yeah. It's, uh, man, that's good. I like that. That was fun. And the and the other good part about that is is I'm so familiar with Brian's house. Not knowing he can describe things like yeah. you know he's like down. I'm like yeah, lay on the couch. Yeah, it is cooler down there. Yeah, yeah. that fridge does kick on and scary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it was, I was kind of following along that way too. I felt like I was there. Yeah, very good, very good. Good job reading. When did you learn how to do that? Uh, you know, I just as a child. Uh, yeah, mostly. Wow, mostly as a That's kid. Impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. Thanks, pal. Very cool. Good job, Brian. Thank you so much for submitting that one. He he said he wasn't sure if he could she should submit it. He I'm glad he did. But that was fucking great. I'm glad it is. Fucking really good. Back off the back off the creepy pastas for a minute. Let's, right. Back let's, off the pasta. Let's call. Let's, let's cut calm the cards. down a little bit. Let's calm down a little bit. Hey, it's okay. Nobody got hurt. Yeah, you know, really, Brian's fine. fine. Just escapism, y'all. Yeah, that's all it is. It's all good. Hey, it's okay. I finally finished Life is Strange two. Now, by Life is Strange two, you mean before I mean, the storm? I do. I don't know why you let me. You let me type the wrong things in the sheet. I all didn't the even time. notice that. Read the sheet. I'm sorry. I haven't played Life is Strange 2. I haven't either. I have played... Which is weird. Before the Storm. Is yeah. it done? 
I think it'll be done in December. See, that's why I have And played. then I'll jump in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I played before the storm. This is prior to the this storm. Is, this is the prequel, they call it. Yes. And to be honest, I would like to play a lesbian teenager in more games if possible. I really enjoyed that experience. It's neat, not from any pervy perspective. No, no, it's just like I, can't, I don't understand. I that. don't, and that's the fun thing. I, I like to play a lot of games where it's where it's unrelatable, uh-huh. but it's still human. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not some. You know, I'm not playing as some alien that I absolutely can't reach out to. Mm. But this is actually this is a, looking at you, Halo Two. Yeah, this is the embodiment of a person that actually could exist. Right, and I like that perspective. I like that a lot, and it felt natural to me to interact with people. I could, I could put, even though I'd have nothing in common, I could mm-hmm. still feel that headspace and be human to human with it and it was very cool i really enjoyed it i really like how that game had none can i say that i think i can say that i'm gonna say it you're about to spoil something i'm not gonna spoil anything story-wise you seem like you're about to but jump it's a over slight a spoiler, spoiler but yeah so if you haven't played the game and you care about one? one tiny little thing uh before the storm okay so, so just, like this isn't going to spoil after the storm or during the storm this will not spoil the storm okay <laughs> so the thing that I really liked about Before the Storm was that, like, they were able to tell a really cool story without any of, like, elevated reality that came after it. Because it was all very grounded. Like, like yeah. there was no weird bullshit going on. It was just mm-hmm. people interacting. And, yeah, you had, like, some, some cool ideas about, well, like, uh, Chloe Sass almost being a superpower. Yeah. Which I really thought was interesting. It was interesting, but... I want to say in the third episode, they don't really, you don't use that ever. No, you don't. You kind of build that getting there. Um, but I, I don't know. I really like the that world and those characters and, you know, kind of knowing how, how things went. I kind of feel like I knew who Chloe was. Yeah. And then coming back, I mean, like, this is how she would have, this is how she would be. So I feel like I could play the game as her. So I did beat that. That's the only thing I finished, but I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that series, but it's hard for me to get in there. Like it is because it's so, uh, it's, it's so interpersonal, emotional drama. Mm -hmm. Some nights where I had plenty of time to play it, I was Mm -hmm. not in the mood for it. It was really a mood driven experience. Yeah. I had to be ready for some real talk between kids and their parents and all this stuff. Weird. Some nights I was just like, I just, I don't want to, I would rather listen to people be murdered than to hear it. A heart to heart between two. To be teenagers. clear, listen about people being murdered, not actually hear them being murdered, because that's that's even weirder. It's like <laughs> I, mean, I can't deal with interpersonal drama. Let's listen to people die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Uh, you know, a lot of the podcasts I listen to do have snippets of nine one one calls where people are either dying or dead. Or okay, have well, killed, you're so. officially fucked up then. Yeah, I mean, I am. I am. But it's Good it's job. what drives me. It's what keeps me alive, man. Speaking of really fucked up, you ever played Mutant Year Zero? I haven't, but it's installed. Mutant Year Zero sounds like it would be an album title for like a Limp Biscuit or something. You know? See, I was going to go with Rob Zombie. There you go. That's even that's because his his, his are his are like fun. mutants and zombies and hillbilly deluxe. Yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. Uh, but this is nothing like that, by the way. This Not is basically uh, XCOM with anthropomorphic beings. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of. Did you ever watch the Garfield cartoon growing up? Uh, no. So I watched Matlock. I forgot you were never a child. Um, <laughs> There was a Garfield cartoon, and when that aired, there was a uh, counterpart cartoon called U.S. Acres. I think it was what it was called. And it was just a barnyard story. Uh, and it had these different characters that were all farm animals. So you had Wade the duck, and you had a pig who was, reminded me of like a really early version of Brian from Family Guy. Like very articulate and very uh, intellectual. Drunk. Yeah, just just a really smart pig, and it kind of reminds me of like U.S. Acres mixed with XCOM. Interesting. Yeah, I need to look up this. I don't know if it holds up, but like I loved it as a kid. Sure, because the the, the duck was scared of water. Matlock holds up. I liked it as a kid. It so, does. I mean, it can happen. It does. 
Well, yeah, I do. I like I like Mutant Year Zero, and like you mentioned, it is basically uh, animals as XCOM. It's kind of zany in that way. Mm-hmm. That's the really the only part of it. I imagine they're sassy. Are they sassy? They, like, uh-huh. I, get, I get like that the, they get like sarcastic and like they, yeah, kind of chip on their shoulder. They also feel very gruff. It's like you mentioned with the your your turn off from Wolfenstein was uh-huh. that. Uh, the the main character sort of had this fifties noir gruff, right? Is it that was more you, like he had the southern affectation that oh, I don't that's remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well this is this is all they, they both kinda of talk in this gruff terse fifties okay. noir like What was his problem? And that's okay. when I knew things were bad. Ah, like okay. things like that. Okay. Uh so it's not really they don't really have very distinct personalities yet, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh but I do like I mean the duck is called Ducks, D U X, which I think is kind of a cool name for is a that, duck. Is that like a the Frank Dukes thing? Like from Bloodsport? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then the pig, I don't know, Hammy or something. Bo- Borane, Baring, Barrington. Barrington. Boy, you're just pig. all over the place with that one. They're good, though. It's a good game. Okay. I mean, it's very, Now, what are you playing this on? I'm playing this on the Xbox on okay. Game Pass. Okay. Because uh, it is on Switch, and you didn't get it on Switch. Like you were is it really on yeah, Switch? Man, <laughs> if I'd fucking known. Yeah, apparently it looks like and runs like trash on Switch, though. I believe it, because yeah. even on even on my archaic Xbox uh-huh. that's full of dust. Little and, chugs. Little chugs here and there. Yeah, it it uh, it has hung up on me once. Okay, and the loading times are are big. Okay, but it looks good though. I mean, it looks it cool. looks good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it has that. <clears throat> it's a, it looks good in the same way I remember uh, like Command and Conquer looking on the PC back yeah, in the day. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. The, it, there's some there's some way that they can make things look good in that perspective. Yes, even in a time when they're not you know the ni- late nineties, it looked good. So right. it looks good now. It's very polished. The thing that I really like about this one compared to XCOM is uh-huh. that in XCOM, if you started a battle, every enemy on that screen is in that battle. Everybody on that map's in that no battle. No one just comes running in. Yeah. If you, if you fuck mm. up and start a battle, everybody's in, but in this one, you can pick guys off. As long as the rest of them don't hear you, you can sneak up. You can kind of choose to start the battle whenever you want. Oh, that's interesting. Like ambush them. Yeah. If they detect you, everybody's in. Everybody, everybody's on. It's yeah, like yeah. the enemy heard you, enemy saw you, we're all going to try to fuck you now. But if you catch a guy, if you kill him before uh-huh. he can react, so if you can get like a couple silencer shots on him from two of your dudes and he dies, he's out and then no one else is alerted and you can continue to sneak. So some stel- some stealth business in there. Yeah, and that's the thing that really opened the game up for me because early on I was kind of like, okay, I guess I have to start the battle. I was just, it didn't make, it didn't make sense to me that I could Right, I mean, you can't off. in other games like this. I assumed if I started a fight, everybody on the map was pissed. Right. But in this one, just I, like in Braveheart, and and Pam, thankfully, in the Discord was like, you know, it, it helps to pick guys off and sneak. Mm. And I hadn't, I didn't really consider it as much of a stealth game at that point. That kind of unlocked it for me, and so yeah. I really had a breakthrough, just kind of going around the edges of the map, getting a dude by himself, trying to take him out, and also too, I mean, even if you alert other enemies, it'll only alert the ones in that proximity. So if it's a big map full of enemies, as long as you keep it focused and don't get too crazy don't go out there with your shotgun blast it in the air Mm. you might stand a chance to beat a few guys at once and that's it's tough in that way like it really does make me have to think a little more outside the box and like not so much in the battle but about like how to start the battle right uh so i like it It's, it's a very layered strategy the only thing i don't really so much like about it are like the different maps like it doesn't it doesn't really flow well together. Okay. Like you, you pop in and out of these maps. Stuff. You know, it feels like it's kind of disjointed in that way. Like the storytelling is kind of bad. But uh, I like it. I've Mechanically, it's fun. Though. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. Mutant Year Zero. You're a fucking pig and duck. I mean, I love that. How cool is that? I don't know why I love that so much. It's, it's neat. It's different. It's really the thing. Just seeing the cover of that game, I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew it was tactical strategy, which was why I was kind of interested. But I didn't know, like, story-wise. I'm like, is this? it felt established. When mm-hmm. I saw it, it as like, this looks like something that's already existed. Like confident. a comic book or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it felt like something like it was borrowing from something. Like cause, fables. Yeah, because yeah. that seems like a tough sale. Like, oh, yeah, you're a pig and a duck in this very serious, uh, I mean, it's post-apocalyptic shooter. They're, they're mutants now. All the people are dead. There's It's just a world infected by ghouls and t- mutant pigs and ducks. I fucking love it. That's great. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I like risky game making, you know? Yeah. Risky I like that game a lot. making. That's kind of my thing lately. And um which is why I like Greedfall so much. Yeah, you risky, like Greedfall. You think risky, it's risky? I do. I mean, this thing is is uh and I've said it before, I'm not gonna just keep harping on it, but talk about Greedfall for another fifteen minutes. People love shut it. Shut up. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, Okay, God. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, the game is just ballsy from, from, from the very start where you're um, playing in this. I mean, they have a made up island and a made up language and a made up uh, colonial structure and, and there's hierarchies and different uh, gods and demigods and all sorts of shit. And it's just, you know, there's established religions and I don't know. I, I just I like that it's different. It. You know, you play a diplomat for fuck's sake. How many games make you want to play it? They're like, oh, you're an attache and your cousin is a uh, going to be a newly appointed ruler of this new colony. And it's your job to go with him as a diplomat and I'm help him establish asleep. relations. I'm asleep. Right. It's I'm just, asleep. It sounds boring Stop. when you say that. But when you play the game, it's pretty fucking cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. And I, I keep moving along, even though I have been playing Resident Evil almost exclusively because I feel like at this point I need to, you know, nose to the grindstone, elbow to the uh, cornerstones or however you play it. And I don't know that you put that many things things near stones i just don't think okay. that's a good way to but do anything even though i'm still just doing that with resident evil uh-huh. i am still making time for greedfall because i don't want to lose my steam with the story it's got a little spooky to it right it, like some of the enemies you said oh like, yeah the creature design's great some of them swamp wampuses and boy there's yeah there's, i think there's like a, a, a big biggins in it i just made that <laughs> up i made that up it sounds like just a really stupid hobbit <laughs> i know it does <laughs> it's like he just can't figure out how to get it out of his hole um, <laughs> my, foot, my foot is stuck <laughs> i met someone the other day with the last name of proudfoot no lie proudfoot yeah which is a hobbit name huh i was like are you fucking kidding me right now that is that's uh, hilarious yeah that's funny yeah. now it also seems like it could be the name of uh, like a, a native american last name it it does, they but I, have, I like, you know feet in their name. you just remember it from Lord of the Rings because he's like I want to yeah. thank the Proudfoots and the guy yells from the crowd Proud feet, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's right, yeah, good times. Uh, that's cool. But yeah, Greedfall. Everybody uh, play it if you ever want to play something that feels a little outdated but cool. Because I, I like that. You know, Greedfall would have been higher on my list, but this Outer Worlds. It's it's. Making people happy is tickling yeah. their fallout boners. Yeah. And um, apparently maybe with a little more panache than, than the previous fallout entry. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of years. I mean, it makes sense. Well, I, I don't really think Bethesda's changed anything with fallout since three, frankly. 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 Wow. Now there is a difference. You should play them both. I've okay. played all of them. Mm-hmm. Sure you have. Hey, guess what? Rogue Legacy. I've been playing a little bit of that. Now you like, you got a lot of roguelites on your, on your docket. I do. And before, I don't know. Uh, fucking August. I didn't like them. That's hilarious. <laughs> but now I'm swamped now swimming in them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like Dead Cells. Uh, yeah. And I like uh, I like Minute. I mean, they're very they're three roguelikes, but they're very different. Sure. Things. I mean, Rogue Legacy and Dead Cells are probably the closest to, but even they're different. Yeah. Uh, because Dead Cells has the sort of linear motion you have to do. Right. I mean, it's not all. It's a vania. Yeah. It's, also. it's somewhat. Rogue Legacy, though, like you're. I like the way that the map is structured in that uh, you start out in the castle. You, yep. you defeat the castle, yep. and then there's a map. On as soon as you enter the castle, you know it's up. You can go up for the 
third level, right for the second level, down for the fourth level, and uh, I just kind of like knowing that. So you can you can ignore certain parts of it. So it kind of you know makes it a little more streamlined for you. Gives uh, you some goals a little bit. Yeah, you know? I love the look of it. I mean, mm. it's it's sixteen bit ish. Yeah, it's goodness. Yeah, uh, I like I love the fucking humor. It's it so funny. good about that. It too. is funny, and it'll just force you into it. It's like okay, you can every time you die, you can pick between three. And that's the point of the legacy part for for the uninitiated. Essentially, you're just uh, every time you die, your kid is the next one in yeah, line. You're basically just a, ruining an entire family when you play this game. <laughs> pretty much, let's and, kill them all. And I'm I'm in the three thousands. I'm in the future. <laughs> like I've died so much, my lineage is well past. I mean, just dead, 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 dead. But you get to choose between three. Yeah, and they each have a little quirk about them. Yeah. So some of them can't read. So if you go up to a sign or you find a journal entry, <laughs> it's just gobbledygook. Yeah, you have no idea what That's it kind says. of funny. Some are colorblind. Some are colorblind. And white. Some can't see in 3D, so when uh, things shift, they kind of disappear when they turn around, yeah. which is kind of funny. Uh, some of them only can operate upside down, so the whole fucking screen's upside down. That's almost impossible. Yeah. That's uh, a throwaway. That's a, little, a joke one. Yeah, some yeah. of them. Yes, and some of them, like, you, you can't help, like, but you, you're kind of picking between three of the worst ones, and, and so the game's kind of forcing you to have a little throwaway yeah. You know, uh, matches. And that, to me, is just funny. I just love it. It's a funny game. It is. But it's also, uh, I think it's very well made. It's very good. I like it a lot. Like, it controls very well. It's very balanced, even with all the bullshit they put in there. They found a really good way of making it really balanced. I'm glad you like it. To the point that, you know, when you beat... So I finished the castle, and I finished the woods, and I finished the tower. So uh-huh. I finished three of the four. But every time you beat one of those other ones, since you always start in the castle, it makes the castle a little bit tougher. So everything scales up, so it never feels rote. It's always like, we're going to give you a bit of a reward so that you know, you're know you not just swamping through the same bullshit over right. and over again. There's going to be a re- You're going to feel your, your progress. I love it. I like it a lot. It's awesome. And it's... I didn't know this about me, but evidently with the rogues, they're 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 much like a sieve or a turn-based. Strategy. Oh yeah, you always want to give it another shot. I have a really hard time tearing myself away. See, that's the way I was with uh, with Dead Cells. Yeah. I was just like, I feel like I, I feel like I almost had it. Yeah, and and the thing I think that uh, appeals to me more about this than Dead Cells, which I, I like Dead Cells, is that with Dead Cells, uh, a, a good match, like a good you know, if you win, it, you could be there for over an hour. I yeah. mean, you know, a good run is going to take you some time. Yeah. And I think that really, if I have a good run, mm-hmm. I'll quit that sales. I'll put it down. If it's sure. like an hour, I'm like, okay, that was, I don't know if I could do that again. That was good. But with Rogue Legacy, it's much shorter, little five That's or true. six, seven minutes, yeah. which I don't feel. They feel like seconds. Uh, I'm willing sure. to jump back back in because I'm like, oh, man, I almost had it, almost had it, almost had it. And you can also save the map. That's the cool thing about Rogue Legacy is uh-huh. that if you get a map that you like, so you made it to a boss, but you died, you can come back out and tell a guy, like, and he... Don't scr- you have to pay for it or something? Uh, you... You get less money on that tour. You get sixty okay. percent less money. But if you're out looking for money, you're like I just I found the boss room. I just want to get back to it. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, you can lock it. Yeah, in. he'll lock it down, and then you can just kind of warp there and take on the boss over and over again. So you're not constantly trying to get there. And so they found some cool ways to yeah, make yeah. it not, uh, you know, agonizing. Hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. That's awesome. So anyway, that's those. Those are the games I've been playing, motherfucker. Same. Been playing. I've been playing as pig and ducks. I've been running around castles all day. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit of Earthbound. So I've been keeping it. You know. Pretty Christian up in here, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just been keeping it good. Keeping it keeping it good. Did you beat any games, yeah. motherfucker? I, I did not beat any games. And I was really trying. Like, there was two games I tried to beat last night and this morning, and I just couldn't get done with it. Sounds like you. What's your excuse? You were too tired? Well, one. Too much Star Trek? One is just way too tough. It's way uh, too tough. So, way too tough. Well, much tougher than I thought. Okay, so I've got three levels left on World War Z. Three levels. Okay, that's it. That's it. How many levels are there total? Uh, give us some perspective there's, here. there's four areas and three to four levels per area. 
Okay, so you're, you're so and it probably takes you about eighty percent, ninety percent through forty minutes to get through each level. Okay, so like they're they're a bit of a slog and they're tough. And like I put this shit on easy. I put it on a private thing, so like I didn't have no randos jumping in trying to trying to play with me. And it was just me and three AIs. And like I put it on easy and just getting slaughtered. Like the game wow. is tough. The game is tough. Okay, you have to be smart with it. And uh, these AI just ain't. So, but anyway, World War Z. It's on Game Pass now. Everyone should play it. It's really good. That Game Pass, man. It's really good. We should just be the Game Pass podcast. I love it. Let's start it. And the Switch podcast. Right. Game Pass and Switch. PS4. We're like, we should just be Polykill. We should just keep doing what we're doing. It seems like that's what we're doing. People seem to like it. Yeah. But yeah. Some do. So I I tried. I tried to beat games, but just didn't. Cool, man. What did everybody else beat then? Uh, Let's get into them tweets. All right, everybody. Just remember, if you beat a game, you use the hashtag just beat it. You take a screenshot, you put it on the internet, and you beat enough, you can become a polykiller and get a shout-out here like these two gentlemen. For example, at RFG Playcast, who was arrested for having sex with a stuffed Olaf doll in a Target shopping center, finished Parasite Eve Third Birthday, Hellblade, Sinua Sacrifice, Spirit Camera Cursed Memoir, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, Resident Evil Revelations, and Kirby's Dream Land 3. And I gotta say, that sounds like some Walmart behavior there, having the sex with the old stuffed Olaf doll. Take that home or take that to Walmart. Don't sully the serenity of a target with your weirdness. Take that shit to Walmart. Alright, up next, at, no surprise here, at Captain underscore Algebra, who was accused of hitting a man with a hammer after a heated fight about pork chops, completed Detroit Become Human, Gunstar Heroes, Monster in My Pocket, The Girl and the Robot, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Back from the Sewers and Wario World. And I gotta say, man, I'm particular about my pork chops too. He probably deserved it. No shame in your game there, Algebra. All right, folks. And of course, we use the Florida Man headlines to match up with our beaters here to make it a little bit fun, okay? And then one random beat tweet here today, since our show's gonna go a little bit long with all these pastas. We got Josh Leslie at Frantic Society. What the golf? It's so hilarious, and it will go down in the pantheon of one of the best puzzle games I've played, and one of the best of all time. Its humor and absurdity are more than worth your time. I even got 100% completion. I just had to. So there you go. Josh just had to do it. He had no choice. He had to beat the shit out of this game because he loved it so much. So good job, Josh. Good tweet there. All right, let's get back to the show. All right. Those were the beats. Thank you, everyone, for submitting those. Remember, Love if you it. have a beat, just hashtag it, just beat it. Take that screenshot. Put it on Twitter. Make it good. If we like it, we'll keep it. And we'll, you know, we'll do what we can do. Yeah. We'll put it out there. We'll we do always, whatever. We'll always retweet and like as much as we can, but to get featured on the podcast, put some effort in. Put we some like, effort we like, in. We like to see people care. Yeah, or just don't put a lot of effort in and beat a lot of games and get on here that way. One of the two. Another way to do effort. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Here's our last pasta. Okay, and this yeah, is from... This is final pasta. So, like, we're at Olive Garden, and all-you-can-eat pasta, and we're like, I'll do one more. One more. One more. One more. Okay. And then you're already, you're already kind of like, I shouldn't have had the ministry. <sighs> a little full. I shouldn't have had it. Uh, okay, here we go. So, this is from esteemed author, Caleb J. Ross. Ooh. He's basically the Stephen King of... Cartridge Club. Our unit. Yeah. Yeah, of the Cartridge Club. That's right. This one's called The End. Hi, I'm Caleb, um, and I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine named Clint. Growing up, there was this kid named Clint Laramosa. I lived in a small town, so when Clint moved to the town in second grade, everyone in the school learned of his arrival pretty quickly. He had a, he had a very difficult life. 
stories of his troubled home life, his run-ins with the police already at that young age, and his multiple foster homes spread throughout the school like a virus. He really didn't have a chance to be a normal kid. He was a pariah even before he had the chance to show us otherwise. People said he'd tried to kill himself over a dozen times, and even the biological child of his foster parents, a sixth grader named Joseph, even he said that when the state introduced him to the family, uh, they said he wasn't allowed to be in the kitchen alone. I didn't think any of this was fair. I've always had a heart for damaged people, and Clint, he was more damaged than any person I had ever known. So I volunteered to let Clint sit next to me in class. It didn't hurt that he wore a Legend of Zelda t-shirt on his first day, so it was practically fate that I'd help him, or that I would try to help him. So we got along pretty well. So well, in fact, that he invited me over to his home one afternoon, and he introduced me to his foster parents, whom I remember looked at me a bit strangely when I arrived, like I wasn't expected to be there, like they couldn't figure out why I actually chose to be around Clint. Uh, perhaps even his foster parents had already been ruined with tales of his past. He was one of five foster children they kept, so I don't know, maybe they took him as more of a moral obligation than a genuine desire to help him. I, I would never really get along with them. We played video games that entire first day in his room, uh, mostly Mega Man 2, a game he could never beat, but he said was his favorite game of all time. From that day forward, we'd rent games together, play them together, and basically be around each other as much as possible. He, he never did beat Mega Man 2. Uh, he offered to let me try once, but I've never really liked the series. It's too much work to stay alive in that game. We remained pretty close all through grade school, until one day he stopped talking. Not just to me, but to everyone. He went mute. A few weeks earlier than that, he got a new Nintendo game called Barley the Zookeeper, a game I had never heard of. It was a simple platformer where you played as a zookeeper named Barley, trying to feed all of the zoo animals before they, I don't know, I guess before they starved or before they ate the other zoo animals. It was a weird game. He said he found the cartridge in his therapist's office, slotted between books on her bookshelf. He'd had another knife incident, so by this point he was seeing a therapist nearly every day. Uh, he invited me over to play it one afternoon, and, and right away I could sense he was different. I figured the therapist had put him on some strong meds or something. He didn't talk as much as he used to. He played the game like it was rote, no emotion. Every once in a while he'd try handing the controller to me, but I'd pass. The game didn't look very fun to me, but he was enthralled. And I didn't want to take this source of happiness from him, even for just a few minutes. It was a hard game. He died a lot. And as the weeks wore on, he got quieter and quieter, but also seemingly happier and happier. I guess if a medication is strong enough, that's what happens. And the more progress he made in the game, the quieter he became. He was chatty at level 1, less so at levels 2, 3, and 4, almost silent by the time he got to level 9, and by the time he made it to the final level of the game, his foster family treated him like furniture. They walked around him, they had stopped talking to him entirely. It was like he wasn't there, like I was the only one who could see him. One day, I visit him, and he's at the final boss. He's trying and trying, dying and dying, over and over again. The next day, the same thing. The next day, the same thing. Though we stopped talking entirely by that point, I could see the frustration in his eyes. He desperately wanted this game to end. He tried handing me the controller, but again, I, I refused. 
The next day, his foster mother called me up to tell me that Clint had yet another knife incident, only this time nobody could stop him. He he cut himself deep. He was in the hospital. Uh, the prognosis was good. Uh, I had to ask her what good meant. She gave me a strange look and said, well, it means he'll live, of course. We won't let him die. Then, before hanging up, she asked if I wanted to borrow the Nintendo until Clint got better. I said, sure. I went to Clint's house and gathered up the Nintendo system along with the cords and the controller and a duffel bag where he kept all his games. When I got home, I noticed the bag contained only one game, Barley the Zookeeper. So I played it, and, and you know, despite how it looked when I watched Clint play it, it was pretty fun. I was having a pretty good time with it. I beat levels 1, 2, and 3, and before I knew it, I had progressed all the way to the final boss, the boss that Clint had so much trouble defeating. And I beat it. But instead of credits, like you would see scroll at the end of most games, the final screen had just one line of text. The words, thank you. I've seen worse Nintendo credit screens, so I shrugged and went to bed. It was just after my 9 o'clock bedtime, and my mother was sure to get angry with me soon. The next morning, Clint's foster mother called me to inform me that Clint had died in the hospital the night before. And she told me, though I didn't think to ask, the time he died. 9.02, she said. I hung up. I, I, I said nothing to her. It, it wouldn't mean anything to her anyway that... I beat this game that Clint slaved over at the precise moment that he passed away. And though I've never told anyone this, someone must have found out, because shortly after Clint died, I started receiving emails from strangers, sometimes two or three every day. And all of these emails, the strangers were telling me that they were dying of some sickness, or that their parents were abusive, or that they were tired of being fat, or tired of being skinny, or ugly, or sometimes that they had just had a bad day. Uh, no matter the reason, though, they all ended with the same request. Please, please beat Barley the Zookeeper for me. <laughs> Hundreds of strangers who wanted to die, and here, somehow, I had the capacity to do it for them. And sometimes, I do. Damn. Isn't that fucking something? That is something. Barley the Zookeeper. I have that one. Yeah, it's it's unlicensed. Unlicensed, yeah. No, like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. But I know. that's fucking, I love that. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. the my favorite line is the end. Sometimes I do at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that was very nice. Sometimes was... I uh, do play it and I kill all these people that want to die. It's neat. That's dark. It's very dark. Way to go, Caleb. I like a good dark when they end it on dark. I love a good just dark as hurt. You should read some of Caleb's. Chocolate. I'll use this opportunity to plug some of Caleb's more professional writing. His 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 books. He has his, some good books. Yeah. I unfortunately don't have any of the names off the top of my head currently with me, but if you. Search he his just videos. recently did a video he did, on he did, uh, and the books. Yeah, you yeah. can buy them. He has an Amazon link in there. He does some really good stuff. Cool. And he even did, a, I think this is really good for, for Polykill, you know, submish. Mm. This is solid. This is good stuff. This is I, good. And I would say Caleb's works are kind of like this. A lot of them are very uh, unsettling when you read them. That uh, seems right. He, he keeps seems you in the unsettled. vibe. He keeps you there. You don't really know what's coming with Caleb's writing. So this was very good. So thank you, Caleb. It was very awesome. Also, thank, thank you, Caleb, for reading this yeah. for us. That was good, too. You did a good job with sweet that. Sweet job, buddy. Very, very sweet job. Uh, Jake, do we have anything else to end on here, or do we just want to close off with the creepy vibes that Caleb kills people? Let's just people? let everyone uh, just, just drift off into the dark. 
darkness. Okay, all right. Well, hey, we'll catch you next time. Uh, I'm at Traff Plays Games. I'm at the McAxel. And like I said, we'll catch you next time. Hey, quick little addendum here from Trav. I just wanted to point out that you can find all of Caleb's books at calebjross.com slash works slash book length. There he has all of the ones that I suppose that he's written. Uh, I have read As a Machine in Parts and Character Pieces, and I recommend both. And also want to thank Cole McAllister and our friend Brian for submitting their creepypastas. They're really good. I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure everyone else will as well. Until next time.